Sometimes you need someone to be around you Someone to sit down and pour you short chew But sometimes saying goodbye to familiar folks is the only way Sometimes that's when you finally find your space Welcome to the Japan Distilled Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Pellegrini, recording in my home studio in Tokyo. And with me, as always, in Fukuoka, Japan, is my co-host, Stephen Lyman. We're both certified shochu and awamori professionals, published authors, and we have very well-stocked home bars. We've been exploring the wonderful world of Japanese spirits for a combined three decades, and we are very excited to share them with you through this podcast. Stephen, how you doing? Doing well, Christopher. I feel like a new man. I got to tell you, I took a bath after dinner. In Japan, an evening bath is kind of the norm, but I usually take it at the end of the day, like just before bed. But I took it after dinner. So I'm like all ready for bed now, even though it's only much earlier than when I sleep. So it's, it's, a, it's a first for me. And uh, I kind of like it. Huh. How about you? Um... You know, uh, no, not, not considering where our conversations go sometimes. I think that was actually all above board. Little life hacks there. They're very useful. I just got back from a dinner meeting, so I do not feel new at all. I feel like I smell like an izakaya. So that is something I will have to rectify later, meaning I'm taking, um, I'm taking some extra water on my body before I go to bed. Nothing wrong with smelling like an izakaya unless there were heavy smokers in there. There weren't, fortunately. I just smell like the oil in the kitchen. Sure, 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 sure. Um, before we get started with today's topic, let me just take this opportunity to remind everybody that March 26th, it's the big Hanami party in Yoyogi Park, and you don't want to miss it. This is the biggest one yet. We have people flying in from all over the shop, and we're going to have basically this ticketed event is just going to be out on the blue sheets under the beautiful Hanami blossoms, the, the cherry blossoms. It's going to be a ton of fun. Ticketed guests will have access to draft beer brewed by Baird, and that'll be poured right in the park. And then also a very carefully curated list of shochu and awamori that will be at my little pop-up bar on the other side of the blue sheet. So get your tickets. We'll drop the PTIX link in the, in the show notes and hopefully see you on the afternoon of Sunday, March 26th. I'm really looking forward to that. I do have a comment and a question. I'll start with my question. Can you translate Christopher's language for me when you say all around the shop? You said people flying in from all around the shop. And sometimes I'm not sure everybody <laughs> knows where your head's all at. All over the place. <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. So like from diverse locations. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, I think there are actually people flying in from the States and, and other there are other parts of Japan. So it should be quite a party. Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be, yep. that's going to be a party for sure. My comment is it's crazy that you guys set up not just a keg, but kegs of beer. Hmm. Yep. You have this entire tap set up uh -huh. to serve draft beer in a park under the cherry blossoms. That's just not to be missed. We are the, the object of much envy when we set up shop in the middle of the park every... It, well, it's been a few years since the last one because of COVID. So this is the big reunion tour, and it's going to be one for the ages, I think. Yeah. I mean, this is the Japan Distilled Podcast, so we focus on distilled spirits. But of course, you and I both love beer, uh, and drinking a beer under the cherry blossoms is a pretty, pretty special 
occasion. So I would highly recommend anybody who can makes the effort to be there. Agreed. And it's just a, a few days away from when people are listening. So act now. True. Cool. So what are we talking about today? Uh, this episode is actually inspired by one of my favorite drinks podcasts. It's called Fix Me a Drink. It's the Flaviar podcast from Noah Rothbaum and uh, David Wondrich. They used to have a podcast called Life Behind Bars, which I still think is the greatest name for a drinks podcast in podcast history. Yeah. But now they have the Fix Me a Drink podcast. And they revisited a topic that they periodically did in the past, which was how do you build a home bar for a certain amount of money, like on a budget? They traditionally build a, you, you had to pick five base spirits, $100, and that was their like starter home bar. And because of inflation, they hadn't done it in a few years, they realized you can't do it for $100 anymore unless you're buying like rail spirits that nobody's ever heard of because nothing costs 20 bucks a bottle anymore. That's right. Very few things cost 20 bucks a bottle. Very good things of any quality. That's right. Exactly. And they like fine spirits. It's one of, one of the focuses of their, of their careers is, you know, a cocktail culture history and, and the spirits that go into them. So their challenge this year was a build a home bar for $150. Okay. It's a US-based podcast, so it's all in dollars and ours will be too. Apologies to uh, our listeners from other parts of the world, but hopefully you can do math, find a calculator and hopefully find similar spirits uh, in your neck of the woods. There's an app for that. Yep, exactly. So we are assuming that people are starting from zero building a Koji spirits bar for their home, basically picking a selection of bottles that gives them the diversity of what these Koji spirits are here in Japan. And because they're all going to be imported, unless you live in Japan, again, we did this under the assumption of a US audience. And of course, this applies to Europe and Australia and other countries as well. We know that they're going to cost more. So we set a budget of $200. Mm -hmm. And we also wanted to pick six spirits because essentially you've got what I would consider the four main categories of shochu, barley, rice, sweet potato, and kokuto sugar. And then a fifth shochu, which can be aromatic. That could be your soba. There's just so little soba shochu exported. I didn't want to make that a separate bucket. There's enough kokutos exported that that kind of makes sense. Sure. And then the sixth bottle becomes an awamori. Gotcha. That's the way I had it in my head. Now, I didn't give you those instructions. So your bar might look very different than mine. We each built uh -huh. our own bars, right? Six bottles, $200. We used five websites, US-based sales websites for spirits. We used Aster Wines in New York City. We used Specs Online in Texas. We used Umami Mart in Oakland, California. We used Kuraichi in Brooklyn, which is a Japanese uh, specialty alcohol store. And we used an old school website called mmsake.com, which is in Los Angeles, which is actually the first time I ever bought shochu online was from mmsake. They still exist. They've got an interesting selection and so we used those five websites. We weren't allowed to go beyond that because otherwise we'd just be rabbit hunting. And Yeah, it would have taken forever. Exactly. And also things might be on sale in one place and not another. And the other rule that we had is it had to be in stock mm -hmm. because there's stuff listed on those sites that just probably hasn't been reordered in a few years and maybe isn't coming back to the market. We don't know. Right. So we wanted things that were available to people now that they can go out and either, they can either order from these websites or they can go find them in their local markets and their local liquor stores. But we wanted to give people a selection of bottles to try to find because we, I mean, probably that's our most common question, right? Mm -hmm. A bunch of our questions on our Q&A episode were, what would you recommend to get started? So this is, this is that. This is our recommendations for if you give yourself a budget of $200, go out and buy these six bottles 
and you'll start to learn a lot about the categories that we're mm-hmm. interested in that we talk so much about on this show. So that's that's the impetus, that's the concept. Did you have any questions from all of that? I threw a lot at you right there, Christopher. No, I I mean I I, I definitely I think as expected, probably my way of approaching this is gonna differ from yours a little bit. I was thinking more of a rather than trying to nail the pegs into all of those required holes, I was just thinking about the diversity of what would be going into this Koji Spirits bar and what would be useful also in terms of potentially getting a little creative with what you have at your disposal. So that's where my head was when I was looking through the inventories and the various web pages of those five sites that you just mentioned. So it sounds like maybe we're going to have quite different lists. Yeah, we very well uh, may. And that's great because it'll give people more options of things to choose from. So what what I suggest we do is I'll start out and I'll call out a category. If it's in your list, tell me what you what you picked and how much it costs. And then I'll do the same and we'll just share notes on those bottles. Okay. And we'll go through that until the things start to differ, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. And then what we'll do is in the show notes, everybody, if you're interested, go in the show notes. We're going to we're going to show our lists and we're going to actually link to the to the bottle selections for those five sites. So you can see what the label looks like. You can even order from them if they deliver to your area. Just one more caveat, that's $200 without tax or shipping. Uh-huh. So just the cost of the bottles themselves, because otherwise we don't know where you live or what the taxes are going to be. So uh-huh. cool. Yeah. So why don't we get started? Great. Okay. So what what do you want to start with? Well, let's, uh, I mean, Awamori is the oldest spirit. Okay. The oldest distilled spirit in Japan. So why don't we start with Awamori? Did you have one of those in your portfolio? I did not. Okay. What did you end up picking? Yeah, we're missing right off the bat. That's interesting. Um, I went with uh, Ryukyu Ocho. Oh, okay. Which I found online for $34. That's a, uh, it's made the Miyako Islands. It was actually the first uh, Awamori distillery I visited uh-huh. back in 2012. A fond place in my heart. I think it it's a very nice expression quite common here in Japan, uh, but really well made. So I thought that relative to the pricing of a lot of awamori that's available in the States, I thought that was quite a bargain. Uh, so that was my first pick. Well, then let's move on. Okay. That's a great pick, by the way. Oh, thank you. How about rice? Rice. N- n- no, no rice. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going really well. So yeah, uh, I, know. <laughs> I, I really look forward to the uh, Christopher's list of five sweet potato shochu. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, Okay. So with rice, I went with Kawabe. Oh, great choice. From Sengetsu Distillery. That's, uh, it's a vacuum distilled, but it's made with a sake yeast. It's got really beautiful aromatics. It's uh, really clean, easy drinking. Uh, Despite being vacuum distilled, I think it can play with hot water. So it is a little bit flexible, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I wanted something vacuum in in this list uh, just to show the diversity of the category. And that Kawabe was my pick for that. Gotcha. And that came through at $32 a bottle. Which is a decent price for that, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Because it's such a good kumajochu. It really is exceptional. Yeah, and so those first two that I listed, those both have the WTOGIs, right? So mm-hmm. I really was trying to hit the different regions and so people could see what the GIs represent. Cool. All right, so the third main category, I guess, would be barley. Did you put any barley in your in your home bar? Um, I believe I did. Hold on, where am I? I took fo- I I did screenshots. Let me just make sure I did this correctly. I did. All right, what you got? I chose um, Aokage. Aokage. Yanagita Aokage. Yeah, as my barley shochu. Excellent choice. Yeah, 33 bucks at Umami Mart 
Um, currently, they have apparently they have twelve bottles in stock. It's a phenomenal product. I know you love it. I love it. It would be a great sipper at home. I do. I mean, I love the guy who makes it. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, Tadashi Yanagita is a lovely, lovely human being. No question. He's a part of this younger generation, this new generation of young toji who are taking the the entire industry into the future, which is fantastic. They're phenomenal allies. And it's just a beautiful drink. It's one of those that I would love as a, a slow sipper pretty much any day of the week. And you said you had that at 33. Is that right? That was at 33 on Umami Mart's website. Yeah, that's a, that's a great price for that. For a 720. That is a great drink. Yeah, I thought so too. So what do you... I, I didn't go roasted barley. Yeah. That one technically isn't roasted, but it expresses very, very nutty, very chocolatey. Right. So I actually went with... Uh, when I was living in the States was my favorite barley shochu, which is Akjaku and Baku. Okay. Uh, 100% barley shochu from right here in Fukuoka. It's atmospheric distilled. So you get all of the grain, all the richness, all the nuttiness. Yeah. The umami that, that you expect. And then it's it's very, very lightly filtered. So it's the closest that we have to a Maroka barley shochu in, in the US. And for me, just it's just such a beautiful drink. I And, and when I realized I was able to fit it, under the $200 limit, I just had to put it in. It was $39 uh, also at Umami Mart, actually. We haven't been saying where the other bottles came from, but yeah, shout out to Umami Mart on, on that. Yep. Great selection over there. Yeah. I guess just to catch people up, the Kawabe was at mmsake.com in LA and the Ryukyu Ocho was from Astor Wines in New York City. So Okay. Uh, great, great, great. Just, uh, yeah, we, we can say the shop names, no problem with that. Absolutely. Um, okay, cool. All right, so that gives us your first entry. Then you start out. My first, yeah. Start out strong. Nice. All right. How about Kokuto Sugar Shochu? I did. And I really had to work hard to find something that would get me under 200 bucks. And the best value for dollar was Jogo. Yep. You and I both, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> I figured that one we were going to land on, but there was a chance we were going to land on the same one there. Yep. I'm Jogo, as, as many people no, because we've talked about it a lot. It's got great tropical notes while still having enough of that kokuto sugar richness to it. It's a really nicely, pleasantly aromatic kokuto sugar shochu that at 31 bucks is a steal. Yeah, I actually found it for uh, 27 on Aster Wines. Get out. Oh, man, that would have totally changed my whole... Oh, <laughs> crap. Inefficiencies at play. Oh, that would have changed things. I know, man. <laughs> I... uh Oh, because I really wanted to include an, especially an awamori. Mm -hmm. And I was going to do Ryukyu Ocho, but that, I think that was going to put me over by a dollar. Oh. So I couldn't include it. Oh. And I'll get back to some of that later, but I, I had a, I had to compromise anyway. Sounds like it. Okay. Well, we landed on the same thing there. We did. We did. Yeah. So it sounds to me, I may be wrong. It sounds like you're pretty sweet potato heavy because I've gone through four of my six and you've gone through two. Two, yeah. We have one major category left, which is sweet potato. Okay. How many do you have? I only have one. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. hit me. Hit me. What'd you, what'd you do? Um, I, I went with uh, Yamaneko. Nice. From Osuzu Yama yeah. Joryujo. So this is a, a really, really nice sweet potato shochu made up in Miyazaki. And it's 40 bucks at again umami mart mm -hmm. which again is a steal honestly if you if you can get it there grab it it's such a good sweet potato shochu really nice oyuwari and um yeah that's one that never fails to impress me 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good one for sure. How'd you go on that one? It was my most expensive bottle. I decided to splurge on the sweet potato and I went with Toji Junpei. Nice. Also in Miyazaki, handmade shochu, actually steps from Obi Castle, where you and I like to go and play around with bows and arrows. Mm-hmm. After drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's not far away. Uh, so I, I went with Toji Junpei. I just think it's a really, really beautiful handmade sweet potato shochu and those are hard to come by uh, in the US. Mm-hmm. That was again, $47 at Umami Mart. My sweet potato was also the mo- the priciest, I think, in my... Is that right? I think it was one of the more expensive bottles in my out of the six. Okay. At 40 bucks. But 40 bucks is still that's a that's great. Yeah, that's that's a that's a very good price for that for sure, especially in the US. Yep. Cool. So I guess my last one is an aromatic. I'm guessing this is on your list. Okay. What'd you go with? I went with uh Benny Otome, the sesame shochu. Yeah, it's I had that too. It's such a bargain. It's it's twenty dollars retail, which is insane. Yep given the quality. It's just so, so nice. Just, you know, rich, nutty, lots of sesame notes, lots of roasted notes. It's, it's a, it's a really pretty shochu. So that, that rounds out mine with the Benny Otome. Gotcha. That's a fantastic brand. I think you'd be very smart to pick that up, whether you were trying to do a $20 bar or a $200 bar. It's a really great uh, beverage. I think it has some, some mixing potential too, which is fun. Oh, for sure. For sure. Now there's interesting cocktails uh, that could, that could happen with that. So I'm curious, I'm, I'm finished with my six. I've got my sweet potato, rice, barley, kokuto sugar, awamori, and, and my aromatic, and you still have two bottles left. What's going on? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, my head really was in this space of a little bit of a bartender's space, some, some mixing space, doing something cocktail related. So I do have a product that is from Kumamoto and it is made with kumashochu as the base, but it's not a kumashochu, it's vermouth. Oh. And it's the bermuto, right? The Okakura bermuto, Japanese vermouth, oh, yeah. which Umami Mart has on the shelf for 36 bucks. Uh, it's a 720 mil bottle, but it's like, it's a really, really fun, it's a really interesting product. I've never had it in the States before. I have tried it here in a gin bar before. And it's just, it's really interesting. I like it a lot. Oh, no, it's a, it's a good drink for sure. Um, Matt Alt, who was our guest host for the two Takamine episodes that we released recently, he actually sent me a bottle of that because I couldn't find it here in Fukuoka. Mm-hmm. And I've been using that in my Negronis and other cocktails that call for vermouth. It's also great with soda mm-hmm. on its own. Yeah. That's a really, really nice one. And that was a compromise I made. I really did want a kumajochu as well. But then I thought, you know, at least this has, this is made with actual rice shochu, very high quality rice shochu, actually. So I thought, ah, what the hell? I'll just, I'll switch that out. And I just figured there's enough really easy to find vacuum distilled rice shochu in the States anyway that, you know, after your birthday, you can go out and supplement your home bar with an extra $30 $30 bottle. You know, I, I hate to break it to you, Christopher, but uh, inefficiency struck again. What's that? That was $30 on Aster Wines. Was it? What did I have it for? 34 I had it 36 Oh, 36 <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, you're leaving money on the table. I mean, I, I went through all five of the sites yeah. and I, I, did, I wasn't writing stuff down. I should have been writing stuff down. Got it. There were a couple of times where I was like, wait, didn't I see that cheaper somewhere else? And I would go back and, and fix it. But I clearly didn't get everything. But Anyways, I digress. My last bottle, and this is why I didn't 
include an awamori because I figured out what the hell this is made with awamori. I brought in the Masahiro Okinawa gin. Ah. And because I just I just thought that would be interesting. It's an awamori based gin with a lot of ingredients from down south. And so I just felt like that was going to add a lot of options to the home bar. Sure. Um, and give a lot of flexibility. So I sort of have an awamori, that, except that it really isn't. Yeah, what, what does that uh, retail for? It retails, again, Umami Mart. That's the only place I saw it, but I probably missed it on other shelves for 38 Okay. Yeah, $38 for Japanese gin is nothing to sneeze at. It really isn't. And they were an early mover too, especially in terms of getting their product overseas. So it's it's not necessary. It's been around for a while and it's had some staying power. And it's an interesting product. Um, if I had a bigger budget, I can tell you a different way I would have gone. But, <laughs> you know, I dealing with the, the $200 constraint, then this got me right in there under the under the limit. I think my total outlay was 198. Okay. So you're a dollar cheaper than me. I went right to 199. Yeah. So yeah, we both, we both kept under the limit, which was the rule and we stayed within the rules, which was Koji spirits. I guess technically vermouth isn't a spirit, but I will let that slide. No, but it is made with Koji. Yep. Really well made. It's made with Koji. So yeah, I've got no problem with that one. Well, you, you know, it is a shochu base. So yeah. All right. There you go. No, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So, <laughs> uh, all right. I'll run through my list again. Then you run through yours. And then there's a couple of other things uh, I think we should talk about. Okay. All right. Yeah, go for it. I guess the way we think about my list is mine would be the Shochu and Awamori Curious, who's ready to make the investment. Mm-hmm. And what they want to do is enjoy these drinks as they're meant to be consumed or as they are consumed here in Japan. The choices that I made were things that play well with the different dilution that we've talked about rocks, right? Cold water, soda, hot water, etc. And I went with Ryukyu Ocho Awamori for thirty-four dollars at Astor Wines. Uh huh. I went with Kawabe Rice Shochu from MM Sake for thirty-two dollars. I went with Ark Jakun Baku, uh, which is a mouthful barley shochu from Fukuoka, hundred percent barley, unfiltered, uh, thirty-nine dollars from Umami Mart. I went Jogo Kokuto Sugar Shochu from Aster Wines at $27. Nice. And Toji Junpei Sweet Potato, again from Umami Mart, $47. Uh, that's the Miyazaki Handmade Sweet Potato Shochu. And finally, my aromatic shochu was Beni Otome Sesame Shochu made here in Fukuoka for $20. And that was $20 both at Aster and Umami Mart. Right. I noticed that. So that brings me in for a total of $199 total. How about you, Christopher? Why don't you run through yours? Okay. So uh, let's see. I guess I'll start with maybe with the barley. My barley shochu was Aokage from Yanagita. This barley shochu is $33 at Umami Mart. And and all of my bottles that I ended up settling on, once it all shook out, ended up being from Umami Mart. That was not on purpose, but they do have a lot of good deals over there. So it's worth perusing that website multiple times. and. Mm-hmm. And don't leave any any page unturned because they've got stuff hiding everywhere. And my next one, the sweet potato, was Yamaneko, made by Osuzuyama. That's a $40 bottle. Then I had as my kokuto, it's Jogo kokuto, and that's a $31 bottle, although Steven's option is cheaper, so you can save four bucks or something if you go with the Aster option. 
Then uh, my fourth shochu was Beni Otome Sesame Shochu. That one was 20 bucks. Moving on to my curveballs here. Curveball number one is Okakura Bermuto, Japanese vermouth, $36 for a $7.20 at Umami Mart. And my last option was Masahiro Okinawa Gin, which is $38. And I can't remember what all the, the botanicals are like. Shikuasa, of course, it's juniper, guava, leaves. Goy, they put goya in this thing too. Um <laughs> Rizel and then a type of pepper as well. So it's a really, it's pretty interesting. I like it, but that's my six. Nice. Yeah. Goya is bitter melon for those of you un- unfamiliar with the Japanese word for it. And it is bitter. It'd be an interesting gin aromatic for sure. Yep. It sure is. Nice. So yeah. yeah. And that's, that's great. You went for more somebody who wants to start making Koji spirit cocktails. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's a really fun way that you approached it. So kudos. Now, I did one other thing. I realized as I was building my preliminary list, I went through and I found all of the absolute cheapest options that I would actually drink at home. Oh, that's interesting. As my starting point. And then I looked at how much budget I had left over and I started leveling up it in different categories. This is like the the dead low budget version of what I would say is is the six bottle home bar for Koji Spirits. Okay. And again, focused on people wanting to learn about these drinks. So I actually cut it from 199 to 148. All right. Uh, so I cut over $50 off of my, my budget this way. And there's some good stuff in here. Okay. Two of them stayed. The Jogo and Benny Otome did not move. Those, those two uh, stayed in this list. Makes sense. For Awamori, I swapped out the Ryukyocho. I put in a Kumejima's Kumesen. Okay. Yeah, that's still high quality. Yeah, it came in at $25. It was the cheapest high quality awamori I could find. Ah, oh, that's a bargain. And then for rice, I found Hakutake Zenkoji for $23, oh. which it's 100% rice koji, which is more of an awamori style, but it's vacuum distilled with white koji made by Takahashi in, in Hitoyoshi. And I'll always remember that was the shochu that we found paired with Popeye's fried chicken at a, at a house party in New York. Uh, so it's always right. a soft spot in my heart for that one. My barley was actually Chingu Black. Chingu Black was on MM Sake yeah. for $34. Handmade. That's crazy how cheap yeah. that is. That's such a good bottle. No doubt. It's handmade atmospheric barley shochu from Iki Island, smallest distillery in Iki, $34 at mmsake.com. So that was my bargain. That was actually the most expensive bottle in my list here. Uh, and then my sweet potato at 34. Yeah, $34. Then the sweet potato, I actually chose a Kozuru Kuro from Komasa. Okay. Which was $19 at Umami Mart. Damn. Yeah. And that's a big maker, but they make really nice uh, sweet potato shochu. So I did not have a problem with that. They really do. Yeah. So that was $148 list, six bottles, which was surprised me. I didn't think we could get to 150 with six bottles when... The folks over at Fix Me a Drink got five bottles at 150. So sure, and maybe the reason, another reason why I, I went with this higher number at 200 is they made comments during that podcast that your best value is going to be column distilled spirits because they're cheaper to make. Sure, but by law, shochu and awamori have to be made in a pot still. Mm-hmm. So the most expensive spirits you're going to buy are pot distilled. It's Jamaican double pot rum. It's Irish pot still. It's single malt whiskey. It's all of those things that we know and love mm-hmm. are pot distilled. Yeah, mezcal. That's right. So the fact that shochu and aomori have to be pot distilled, I decided 
six bottles for 150 wasn't really doable. So I set it at 200. And in fairness to myself, uh, I think that's true because if we had, we would have been so limited in what we could fit under $150. Our list would have been almost identical, I think. Yeah, it would have been boring. Yeah, exactly. Now, just for a little fun, let's say you spent your $200, you've got your your home bar set up and you you find an extra $100 uh, tucked under the mattress. <laughs> okay. What's your splurge bottle? What are you going to go out and buy? And all handcuffs are off. In fact, you know, maybe you found $100, but you're willing to spend more. What's your one bottle available on those five websites that you would you'd pull the trigger on and, and bring home? That's interesting. Um, the, the one that I was kind of drooling over and I was thinking about the home bar and how you should have something. I would like something with that's a darker spirit mm-hmm. in the mix. It could be a Koji whiskey. It could be a bunch of different things, but I'm, I'm going to take another brand from a maker I mentioned before, but I would probably splurge on something like Hyakunen no Kodoku, the mm. hundred years of solitude bottle, eighty-four bucks at Kuraichi. So that might be my my stretch goal, I guess. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's a great choice. And I I was trying to find a barrel aged shochu to put in in this list, mm-hmm. but they just all ended up getting priced out. Or there's something I wanted a little bit more. What I thought you were going to say, actually, and I, th- I think this is a great deal on the on Kuraichi's website. They have Yanagita Mizunara uh, for forty eight dollars. True, because we had mentioned you had mentioned Aokage, same maker, barrel aged, uh, beautiful right. package yep. for for forty eight dollars. Mm-hmm. But that's not where my heart is. I would choose what is my favorite shochu available in the United States, uh, which is Mahoko. Uh huh. Yeah, distilled two thousand four, bottled sometime in the last couple of years. 18 year old shochu 19 year old shochu just doesn't exist in the u.s market doesn't even really exist in the japanese market (laughs) you're not wrong i mean it's and it's such a it's like once that once the that tank is empty once those bottles are gone it's never going to be there again right this was made by masako's father yeah right it's the last distillate in the factory remaining that he made before he passed Mm -hmm. and it's such a little time capsule of history and it's so gorgeous. Yeah. It's, it's just beautiful in its aromatics. It's just got this lush, deep flavor. It's great with soda on the rocks, Oyuwadi. It's just, it's almighty, right? That's the term we use for shochu that plays in every different direction. And that was available $63 on specs online, the, the Texas retailer's website. That's a good deal. Yeah. Once I saw that, I was like, no, that's, that's my splurge bottle. Of course I could have spent more, but I'm going to spend that 63 and pocket the rest if I found that hundred dollars, because that's just a really, really beautiful show too. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. This was fun. Yeah, it was a little bit different from our usual kind of things, but I thought it was a fun way to kind of get some bottle names out there, some brands out there that people may not be familiar with that are pretty well priced in the U S market. What I realized as I went through it, the things that are more affordable are, are what I guess we would call legacy brands. They're the brands that have been in market for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. A lot of these brands have been in the U S since, since I discovered Shochu. All of their sunk costs happened a long time ago, and so they can continue to bring them in at aggressive pricing. Where the newer brands, I think, there's just so much, uh, so much more expensive to bring them to market today. That that's the reason the prices are higher. And that was true on the uh, Fix Me a Drink podcast as well. They were making the point that it's really your best values are going to be your legacy brands. Yeah, 
your Tanqueray or your Beefeater gin is going to be a beautiful gin that's really affordable. Mm-hmm. Wild Turkey 101. It just, you kind of can't beat it for, for price and quality sure. on the whiskey side, American whiskey side. So, and that's true. It seems to be in the shochu world as well. You know, Jogo's really competitively priced. Beniotome, Kozurukuro, these are all brands that have been in the U.S. for a long time. That was fun though. But I think maybe every couple of years we revisit this because there'll be new brands in market. Prices are going to change. Right. So, yeah. Nice. You Are you sipping on anything? In fact, I am. I'm sipping on Beniotome. Oh, okay. I don't have a bottle of that, I don't think. Yeah, I picked up a carton, a 900 ml carton. It was on the remainders table. It was discounted at a drugstore right. recently. And I, I picked that up and I'm, I'm diluting it with a little bit of uh, water I had left over from the last episode we recorded on dilution, some Koshiki uh, water. So I diluted Beniotome with Koshiki water to drink it twice up. How about you, Christopher? Are you you uh, sipping on anything? Yeah, I'm I'm drinking a little awamori. I'm drinking Niko Niko Taro Oyuari. And it's a it's a lovely way to ease through the evening, I must say. Oh no question. That's that's one of my favorite awamori. Unfortunately not available in the US. Uh so it couldn't make our lists, but uh nice choice. Great. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, Thank you, everybody, very much for listening to another episode of the Japan Distilled Podcast. If you have not already, then please consider rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you enjoy listening to it. It really does help other people to find the show. Please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. You can find me at Chris Pellegrini on Twitter and at Christopher Pellegrini on Instagram. And you can reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at Japan Distilled. Please check out our website, japandistilled.com, for the show notes of this and every episode. As I mentioned earlier, all of these brands, as well as links to where you can buy them, will be uh, listed in the show notes for this episode. And please tune into our weekly live stream show Tuesday, every Tuesday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern and 10 a.m. Wednesday here in Japan. And of course, don't forget to sign up for our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash japandistilled. Kanpai. Kanpai. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Japan Distilled Podcast. This has been Christopher Pellegrini with my co-host Stephen Lyman. Our theme song is Begin Anywhere by the very talented Tomoko Miyata. Audio engineering by the incomparable Rich Pav, who also edits the fantastic Uncanny Japan podcast with Teresa Matsuura. Please give that a listen as well if you're interested in Japanese fables and ghost stories. <laughs>